The following is a hoop ball presentation. came out Atlanta Georgia and I want to start off this episode by giving two listeners a shout out for inspiring the content on today's episode Alan Srochi that is at Alan Srochi S-R-O-C-H-I on Twitter and Zachary Boise and that is at Rolls Royce Boise on Twitter on asking a question about rumors circulating around Pacers guard Victor Oladipo and how that could possibly be a fit for this Atlanta Hawks roster. So we'll talk about that on this episode here as we hit double digits officially for Hootball Hawks. And I want to give a shout out to all my listeners and followers of this program as we have hit the 10th episode here at Hootball Hawks. And before we talk Hawks basketball, with the NBA Finals ending yesterday, we want to congratulate the Los Angeles Lakers on becoming the NBA champs. No asterisk next to it. It can be argued that the conditions that they had to play in, as well as the heat and everybody who were in the bubble, with isolation from family, friends, society, away from home in the midst of a pandemic, social injustice going on, seemingly running rampant in our country towards black people and other people of color here in America. But they were focused on the goals at hand, using their platform to encourage fans to vote and stand up against social injustice and systematic racism here in this country and to win a title. And it's an amazing feat nonetheless. Shout out to King James, finals MVP, to make that four finals MVPs and four total NBA championships for LeBron James, putting together a wonderful resume. And in the conversation for some people, as the greatest of all time, I know he is up there for me. And he should be up there for you. And at this point, any slander towards King James is just hate in your heart. And unlike Clayton Bigsby from Dave Chappelle, don't let that hate out. You need to fester on that and look within yourself. And I want to give the NBA a shout out for putting on a successful bubble that kept the players, staff, media personnel, and workers safe and healthy during this time. The bubble will forever remains cemented in my opinion as a success no matter what the ratings say because of the health and safety of the players staff media personnel workers as i mentioned was first and foremost on top of obviously the bottom line of making a profit for the nba to keep this great league going for us i also want to give the atlanta hawks organization a shout out for their work to encourage social activism and voting rights here in atlanta especially with Coach Lloyd Pierce leading the charge for the organization and doing amazing things for this community. The NBA is truly where the amazing happens, and it's happening here with our franchise here in Atlanta. And we hope that that continues on the court as well as the great things they're doing off the court in this community. It is a great day for Atlanta sports fans as the Braves open up the NLCS tonight against the Dodgers. And although the Falcons are 0-5, which... 
I did see a tweet that was pretty funny that said that the Falcons suck so that the Braves could succeed. And personally, as a St. Louis Cardinals fan, I can root for the home team to get it done. So I hope that the Braves do get it done. But back to the Falcons, Coach Dan Quinn and GM Thomas Dimitrov were finally fired by the Falcons. So, oh, happy day indeed here in Atlanta. And now the audience knows that I'm a Saints fan. The Saints play tonight. That's why I wanted to get this episode out a little earlier so I can devote my Monday evening to the Saints there in the Dome as they play the Chargers. But I can even admit on the other side of things that they were doing an injustice to this franchise and these fans uh, with the decisions made and the lack of decisions made by Arthur Blake until now. So it was time for change here in Atlanta. And I'm glad that change is coming for these Atlanta sports fans because they're a great fan base and they deserve greatness here in their city with their sports teams. And another player that we're going to talk about, as I mentioned before, rumored to wanting change of scenery is Victor Oladipo. Now, before we talk about Victor Oladipo, there is no secret that even though the NBA season officially ended last night with the NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers winning it over the Miami Heat, there are still a lot of uncertainties about the NBA season next year as a whole, and each team has their own questions and concerns that they must address. We've talked about the questions and concerns for the Hawks famously on this program. But we're going to talk about the Indiana Pacers a little bit and Victor Oladipo. There are a lot of questions that need to be answered. After firing Nate McMillan, who had a winning record and made the playoffs every year in Indiana, the Pacers will need to figure out who will be the coach of their team next year going forward. Reports before the Rockets had a second-round exit to the eventual NBA champion L.A. Lakers from the playoffs they have been linked to Coach D'Antoni being the next coach for them. But Victor Oladipo, 6'4 shooting guard, who has played only 55 games in the last two years due to multiple injuries, even though the production has dipped for Victor Oladipo, he's still a talented young player and certainly someone to consider in a possible trade scenario for the Hawks or free agency if Victor Oladipo does stick it out in Indiana for at least one more year, and if that organization does not give him a contract this year. The two-time All-Star has been working hard to get back to his form from the 2017-2018 season, where he was the NBA Steals champion, most improved player. He was on the All-NBA team and All-Defensive team. The former number two pick boasted numbers that year that were career best, averaging 23 points per game, 2.4 steals a game, 5 rebounds, shooting 80% from the free throw line and almost 5 attempts per game, 37% from the 3-point line, 47% from the field, which was a career high, in 34 minutes. And to add how well he was in the defensive end that year, on top of being number one in the league in steals, he was 12th in defensive plus minus that year and 8th in defensive win shares in the league. It is noted that he had helped the Pacers that year take the Cavaliers, who had, obviously, the finals MVP from this year, LeBron James. He helped push them to seven games in the first-round series, and seemingly the Pacers and Victor Lodipo were ascending. And then the next year, the injury bug did get him in the 2018-2019 season. 
And he did get off to a slower start than the year before. And unfortunately, he has not looked the same since injuring his quad, which is very disappointing because a lot of people were comparing him to Dwayne Wade and his play, his stature, his ability on a defensive end, his explosiveness. And with the quad injury and multiple other injuries, and I don't know if he'll fully regain that explosiveness that we were accustomed to seeing. Last year, coming back from injury, Oladipo averaged 14.5 points on 39.4% shooting, 3.9 rebounds, and 2.9 assists in 19 games for the Pacers last year. He is certainly, and still is, working to try to get back into game shape and rhythm, so we cannot fault him for these numbers. But for him to express, allegedly express, that he wants to be out of Indiana before getting to a point where his play returned to the mean and could ultimately help his value. Earlier this month, he did, like I said, he publicly denied comments of him wanting to leave Indiana, stating that I am a pacer. Man, I'm a pacer, dog. I'm a pacer. I can't control the rumors, man. All of the ones on the internet, I don't know where this is coming from. I'm just in the background working out, working on my knee, trying to get right for next year. So those are his comments. But despite those comments, he's still drawing interest from teams around the league, especially if Indiana makes him available. The Golden State Warriors and the New York Knicks have shown interest already in his services as he expressed the need, allegedly, to move on from Indiana. But for the Hawks, Oladipo is certainly an intriguing prospect depending on how healthy he is and if they try to get him in a trade this year the asking price from the Pacers for his services but regardless he can be a great complimentary guard to Trey Young who can help with perimeter defense right away with the threat of steals and the occasional block from a two-guard position with his 6'9 wingspan he could be a secondary ball handler playmaking type guard that they desperately need on this roster whether he's inserted into the starting lineup or when Trey Young needs rest, he can be that guy on the court for this Hawks team. Someone who plays hard and aggressive on both sides of the ball. And I think that he is certainly worth the look, even more so than DeMar DeRozan, who I have mentioned on this program, potentially trading for. Because even with Victor Oladipo's injury concerns, Victor Oladipo is three years younger than DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan being 31, Victor Oladipo being 28 years old. So, I think it's a very interesting fit for the Hawks. Like I said, he feels needs that are glaring holes for this franchise. Like I said, a secondary playmaker to Trey Young and give him some spells. He can help improve perimeter defense with his intangibles, his ability to steal the ball. Great on-ball defense, and ability to get the occasional block. Just as DeMar DeRozan can improve them as well, Victor Oladipo, being younger, he could coincide a little bit more with the young Hawks core's timeline and grow with this team. And he'll probably have a cheaper asking price because of his uncertainty due to his injury history. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes of Victor Oladipo in Indiana As I mentioned, they have a lot of questions to answer this offseason. And continuing to talk about the Indiana Pacers connecting to 
our franchise here in Atlanta, there was a rumor that is circulating now as a trade scenario that could benefit the Hawks, and we'll talk about that further because we, you know, on here on the Hoop Ball Hawks, we love what we heard, we heard in regards to the rumor mill. But before we get into that, another plug for ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? I dabbled in it a little bit before learning about ExpressVPN, but after learning about ExpressVPN, I had to see what's up. And it's taking my TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are available in other countries. Over the weekend, I used ExpressVPN to continue to rewatch one of the dopest shows ever, Prison Break, which is only available on Netflix UK, but it was simple. I just fired up the ExpressVPN app, changed my location to the UK, refreshed Netflix, and that's it. I was watching my boy Schofield again, being a mastermind that he is, breaking out of prisons. Great show. Great show if you haven't checked it out. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located at. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Personally, I love anime. Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix, and it loads faster than Naruto's run. You get it? You get it? That was nice, huh? Anyway, it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows, and it's ridiculously fast. Ridiculously fast, there's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream it in HD with no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So watch what you want, whether on the go, on the big screen, wherever you are, doesn't matter. So if you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash hoopball, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Now, back to the rumor we heard, we heard... Regarding the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and another team that I talked about on this program connected to us with their flexibility in the draft, the Golden State Warriors. A report broke on October 7th of a rumor of a trade scenario between the Hawks, Pacers, and Warriors involving the number two pick and Miles Turner. Now, Hawks fans, before we talk about Miles Turner, I will say as a precursor, we're keeping our bigs. In this scenario, so don't worry about Capella, who we just got healthy finally. Collins up for a contract. Deadman, we're, we're keeping them in this scenario so you can breathe a little easier. But still very interesting to talk about in regards to the position that the Warriors hold with everyone returning from injury and deciding what is best for their franchise. Obviously, seeing the Los Angeles Lakers win the title this year, the Warriors will, as obviously three, four, three, four-time champion in, in the last some odd years, 
they're going to feel that, you know what, we could be right in the thick of things too. So they're going to have to decide what's best for their franchise going forward. And I alluded to the questions that the Indiana Pacers must address this year as well. But not mentioned earlier about the Pacers is that they have a very, very crowded front court in Indy right now with Demonis Sabonis, who was an all-star this year, Miles Turner, and the great play from TJ Warren. All three very talented forward slash centers, but really clog up the paint and driving lanes, even though Miles Turner has shown the ability to hit the three ball in his career as he is a 35.7% three-point shooter. The Pacers really like Sabonis with his NBA pedigree in his blood, with his father playing in the league for Portland for many years and other teams. Is it worth having both on the roster? With Miles Turner set to make $18 million for the next three years and Sabonis up for a payday himself, and I'm sure that whatever choice they make at the head coaching position in Indiana will dictate the roster changes to come. The Hawks, it's no secret, we talked about on this program, want to reach the playoffs and are looking to add an established contributor like an Oladipo mentioned in this podcast and DeMar DeRozan, Draymond Green, and other podcasts we talked about with the Hawks that could propel them into the postseason next year. Scenarios linking all three teams have come out. And if a deal were to be done, we will dive more into, in this scenario, why this makes sense for the Hawks and puts them closer to their desired goals if the move were to be made. This scenario irons out that the Pacers would get the number two pick from the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors will receive Miles Turner and the sixth pick from Atlanta where the Hawks will receive Andrew Wiggins, the 2021 first-round pick from the Minnesota Timberwolves that is top three protected and becomes unprotected in 2022. Now, a lot of people will say Andrew Wiggins, you know, he has a broke jumper, he's this and that, he hasn't really progressed, he's supposed to be the Canadian Jordan. We haven't really seen that, but for the Hawks, we do have the cap room to take on this large contract for Andrew Wiggins. And like I said, even though three-point shooting is not his specialty, he has progressed in his numbers as a scorer steadily over the years and even becoming better on the defensive side of things numbers-wise. With career highs this year in blocks and steals and continually getting better as a rebounder. I think for him to be paired with Trey Young, will give the Hawks another 20-point score to this roster who's only 25 years old. It can grow, like Oladipo, who I mentioned, who, and obviously Wiggins is younger than Oladipo, to grow with this young core, help improve their perimeter defense with him being 6'7 and having a long wingspan as well. Take some load off of Trey Young and Collins in the scoring department and ultimately help this team on both sides of the ball. I think the best thing about the short stint that he's having in Golden State right now is learning about team defense and offense in a championship organization under a great coach in Steve Kerr. And hopefully those pillars that he learned that made the Golden State Warriors organization what it is today can be embedded in himself and he can take that and translate that wherever he goes, whether he stays on this roster comes to Atlanta or any other team that's wanting to take on that contract. And another thing about this deal is that the top three pick 
next year in a seemingly deeper class than this year that is a protected pick unless something drastically happens with the T-Wolves. Um, you can expect that to be a very valuable pick if the Hawks were to take this trade scenario. Now, me personally, I hope that this does not turn into a Boston-Sacramento King situation where the Kings were much better than, than they projected when the Boston Celtics had the Kings pick and it ended up being the 13th, 14th pick in the draft instead of a top five pick where they were thinking with this Kings roster. And if the front office has done their due diligence with that number six pick with prospects and it's worth shopping that pick instead of, you know, barreling down on a prospect in this draft, from a pure basketball standpoint, this could potentially work. Like I said, Wiggins is a capable scorer. I think he improves perimeter defense right away. But with this taking on Wiggins' contract, this would severely limit the Hawks' flexibility as far as control of their future finances and development as well. This would force the organization to have to make a decision on Reddish and Hunter, who I personally would rather see them develop before moving on from them and bringing in Wiggins in his large contract to this team. It will hurt the organization's ability to draw free agents as our cap space would take a hit with taking on Wiggins' contract and hurt our prospects in bringing in an even better free agent prospect for the class of 2021 here to Atlanta. I like the potential of getting Minnesota's pick, as I alluded to, but I hope it does not turn into a Sacramento situation. As much as it is alluring, I don't think that this offseason is the time to make a move like this and give up on the development of Hunter and Reddish, which we both seen videos circulating on the internet of the work that they're putting in this offseason. And they both have very bright futures, especially Cam Reddish with his explosive ability, his ability to hit the three at a high clip when he is in rhythm, and his potential in defensive end, which he says he wants to get better at all facets. And I feel like DeAndre Hunter is probably in that same mindset with both of them entering their second year here in Atlanta on rookie contracts. I think it just gives us, like I said, more flexibility if we do not take on Andrew Wiggins' contract at this time, especially if you want to set ourselves up for a bigger free agent in 2021. And let's give these young guys a chance to develop. Let's see the improvement from year one to year two. At least give them to the trade deadline at minimum to see what we have on this roster this next season coming up. Whenever the next season does happen, those are questions that still need to be answered as well as the salary cap. And with, I said, the season ending yesterday with the NBA Finals ending, those conversations I expect that the NBA to have sooner rather than later with so many things luring. And I know that the NBA wants fans in the stands. And I said on this podcast, it'd be great that if we can start the season on MLK Day with the MLK jerseys for the Hawks. But depending on the development with the pandemic and the coronavirus going on, the season could be pushed back to allow that revenue stream of season tickets and fans putting butts in the seats at the State Farm Arena and arenas across the country. The NBA wants to make a profit. Like, it's no secret. That's why the bubble happened, and it's why that 
you know, the, the tough decision to maybe start the season later than they would like could happen because at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line. So with that, that is the end of this podcast for today. If you love what you heard, give us five stars. Like the anniversary restaurant or hotel of your choice to make your significant other happy. Give us a good review. Share with fellow Hawks fans, basketball enthusiasts. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett. Seven on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T Seven. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy Monday, wherever day you listen to.